Welcome back to Dice to Pixels, episode 27. Uh, we have something interesting to talk about tonight that everyone in the world is talking about right now. But or, before well, we do. Oh. But before we do. Before we do. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, just a little, my own personal thing. Uh, congratulations, Team Canada, on winning the World Junior Championships yesterday. Again. Again. Yes. Back to back. Yay. That, that's a game. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Thank you. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, no, that's cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, yeah. Happy New Year. Good call. I actually forgot that we did the live stream on New Year's Eve, not New Year's Day. So yeah. I was yeah. a little out of sorts there. Um, yes. OGL. OGL. So as everyone has no doubt seen, or at least anyone who's watching this has no doubt seen, uh, Wizards <laughs> is... Oh, Excuse me. Sarah's, Sarah's killing it. Uh, Wizards is maybe updating the open game license. I say maybe for two reasons. One, it's leaked, so there is no guarantee that it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, although enough people are saying it that I'm, I'm guessing it is true. The other reason is, I mean, it's leaks. They, this might be just an internal thing that they were kicking around for the lawyers to look at, and they had no intention of ever releasing it. Yep. And there's actually a one thing that makes me think that's true, which is that... Um, a couple people have said that the effective date was supposed to be January 14th. 14th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if the, if that was true and they were going to release it, I think it would have been released not by now, not leaked. So, yeah. uh, but we'll see. It's, it's an interesting topic to discuss and there's a lot of misconceptions around it. But uh, first of all, do either of you, before I start into my armchair lawyering, do either hmm. of you want to? chat about it first i'll plug uh I, i'll just plug um so the article an article was initially written by uh, uh linda codega uh for gizmodo that basically details a lot of uh a lot of what this olg uh agreement is and what potential changes there could come so we'll put a link in the description just so anybody can reference what we're talking about here um it just sounds to me like they're trying to get more of a grip on independent, like independent creators. Uh, yeah, well, there's a couple things that they're doing and, and they've said as much, uh, in the past and recently as well. Um, basically there's two things that they've sort of said is one, the open game license was never meant to, uh, allow people to do like apps and like web things and everything else. It was meant for people to create mm -hmm. modules. Let's first start off by saying that open license was originally published in the year 2000. So it is like 23 years old at this point. It was an completely yes. different ball game when that was first came out. And D&D wasn't the place it is now. You didn't have a lot of the technological advantage advantages that we have now with tablet computers and Stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah. So um, I agree. The landscape has changed considerably and they've said that. Yeah. Uh, this was intended to give content creators a way to create content, not so much like tools and everything mm -hmm, else. Mm -hmm. That said, uh, the changes that people, there's, there's a couple changes that are drawing most of the anger from what I've seen. Uh, the first one is obviously... Uh, how dare they have the audacity to charge royalties, uh, mm. which is possibly the dumbest sentiment yep. I've seen in all of this. Uh, the uh, the stuff that I've seen looks like maybe about 20 creators worldwide would be impacted by this because you don't pay royalties, according to the leaked document anyways, until like three quarters of a million dollars in revenue yeah. based on D&D stuff. So <laughs> adjustment number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh like that's dumb anyone who's all oh, yeah we're, we're gonna have to pay wizards to use the ogl stuff uh they're no they're just being idiots uh there's no two ways about it uh that is a complete nothing burger and they they can just shut up however however there is a bit of a legitimate complaint uh from what i saw that uh at $50,000 of revenue, Wizards wants you to start uh, disclosing your income to them. That's a little shady. Yeah. Why is that any of their business? 
at at such a wildly different number. Yes. Uh, like I understand if they were to say like at two hundred and fifty thousand or five hundred thousand, you have to start disclosing it, and then at seven hundred and fifty. So that if you're like, hey, we're at 500,000, then we've been at 500,000 for the last eight years. And they can at least look at that and be like, well, come on, we're, we want to see some books. Yeah. Uh, but at 50,000, that seems a little weird. On the other hand, they've done that sort of thing in the magic space for a long time. Uh, something that people don't know widely is that if you are a, an uh, like an authorized magic store, mm-hmm. not that you sell magic, but that you are like on the special list, whatever it's actually called. Uh, you actually have to like send your sales receipts to uh, Wizards of the Coast mm. or some some approximation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that so that they can actually see what you're getting out of the magic sales. Uh, and that's something that they've done for many years. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally un reasonable or out of line for them based on their yep. past past experience. It's just weird that the gap is that big from 50,000 to 750,000 is like, holy yeah. shit, that's a big gap. It's it's almost like they are targeting smaller um, developers that use the their systems. Well, I have a I have a theory on why. OK. Uh, and it's it's completely selfish on their part because well, if if yeah. you create D and D material that's selling fifty thousand plus dollars a year, I'm gonna bet the wizard wants to know about you so yep. that they can uh, you know pimp you out, uh, market you, potentially partner with you so that they can get big bucks later on. Uh, I don't think it's any more complex than that. Uh, whether people the, like it or not is a different story. Yeah, it's like the um, critical role and. Um, um, Oh my God. Acquisitions Incorporated. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're looking for the next <sighs> yeah. Inc., the next critical role. Yeah. Like to me, that's why it's at 50,000. Mm-hmm. It's not because they actually care how much you're making. It's because they care that you're making enough that it's relevant. Yeah. Uh, if you made $5,000 on, on wizard, on D and D related stuff, I don't think they care, but it, at 50,000, it's like, okay, this person's or this group at least is, is like, they're doing, doing something, something that we should yeah. know about. I think that's all it is in in my books. I don't think it goes any further than that. Yeah, like uh, Pathfinder got referenced a lot in a lot of the uh, in a lot of the articles reading up on this. And I mean, as far as I and I could be wrong, but like that would be like the main. Wouldn't that be like the main competitor, more or less? Uh, it depends who you talk to, but yeah, I yeah. would say. I mean, Pathfinder uh, originated from three five three point five yeah. ish sort yeah. of territory. Um, and Pezo is definitely uh, the significant competitor to Dungeons & Dragons as a similar setup. Yeah. Obviously, there are people that would say other TTRPGs like Witcher or something are competitors, and they're technically true, but it's mostly Pezo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be interesting to see if... I mean, so, so one thing that's worth mentioning in all of this is regardless of whether people's interpretation of this is correct, mm-hmm. uh, perception matters. And the fact that people are so angry about this for what I would say is very little reason matters, Mm -hmm. which incidentally is why I also frankly think that if it is a legitimate leak, it came from Wizards directly in order to see what the the reaction would be. What were they expecting with the response is what I'd be curious about. I don't know. Uh, It's it's interesting because... um, People seem to have latched on to two very specific things, um, neither of which are relevant, but they're they're very confused. The one is the creator paying thing, which I mean, I don't even know what people are angry about. It's like unless you are one of those companies that is making that much money, mm-hmm. you you shouldn't really have a lot of opinion. And and if you are, like, be happy that they're sharing this with you. Don't be angry that they might want a taste once you're super successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super weird. Um, but then the other thing that people are angry about is that the language in the new version, the supposed new version, um, removes previous versions from authorization. Uh, and people, there's a lot of people that say, oh, they can't do that. Uh, those people are wrong. And I'll explain yeah. that in a second. Uh, but also they seem disproportionately mad about that for, for weird reasons. Yeah. I, that doesn't really doesn't make sense to me either. Especially in the context that like, so there's, there's 
two things that are important to understand before we go any deeper into this. And I, and I do want to do a little bit of a deep dive into this because uh, I've talked to a couple of lawyers about this. And, uh, and what I'm going to say is not in any way legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. None of us are lawyers. For some reason, we have to say that on the internet. But anyways. <laughs> I did play Phoenix Wright a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I play one on the internet, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, so the first thing that's worth noting is that just because they open, uh, update the OGL, the open game license, doesn't mean they're going to touch the SRD. So, so the OGL was created so that if I make an RPG, I mean, Wizards uses it, but if I make an RPG... I can use the open game license for my RPG. The actual open game license that exists today doesn't even reference Wizards property or anything else. It references product identity, which is then defined in the SRD as things like Beholder and Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons, uh, yes. Faerun, yep. all yep. of that stuff. That is separate from the OGL. That is defined in the SRD. So that that's the first thing to understand is that the open game license as it stands is just a license that anyone can use. Mm -hmm. Wizards also uses it. Yeah. The SRD, there's no evidence that I've seen from anyone that the new version of the OGL is going to be applied to the existing SRD. So fifth edition may never get this OGL. They may only apply it to... Uh, the one D&D &D. Mm -hmm. because something that's important to understand is if they release a new version of the SRD five, which is fifth edition rules that says this falls under the new open game license, then they can potentially invalidate the previous ones. Yeah. If they never do that, then the SRD five is still valid under the original OGL. They can, they can have their cake and eat it too. They can have one D&D, under this much stricter lockdown, mm -hmm. which presumably prevents weird, like a lot of the tools that people would make, which honestly, when you're leaning so heavily into digital with the new stuff, like that makes sense to me. So yeah. I think that's fair. And yeah. and I mean, Temple on our on our Discord says, if this is what it takes to get rid of NFTs, I'm cool with it. Yeah, right. and, and I think we can all sort of agree with that yeah. sentiment to an extent. Yeah. Um, so, so like this could just be applied to one D and D and we have no evidence to the contrary of that right now. So I think people are getting way too worked up about that for starters. Yeah. And it would kind of make sense. Uh, so a brief part of this article here, and I'll just read this out, uh, Quote, additionally, while the original OGL did not specifically outline what kind of content third-party creators could make available and profit from, the updated OGL is very specific. The updated license, quote, only allows for creation of role-playing games and supplements in printed media and static electronic file formats. It does not allow for anything else, including but not limited to things like videos, virtual tabletops, or VTT campaigns, computer games, novels, apps, graphic novels, music, songs, dances, and Patonomines? I don't know how to pronounce Patamines. that word. Patamines. Yeah. Uh, you may engage in these activities only to the extent allowed under the Wizards of the Coast fan content policy or separately agreed between you and us. So that's like a quote from the article that I referenced earlier. Yeah, which, which is right in line with what they've been saying. They're like, yeah. we didn't intend for people to be able to essentially make like video games and tools based on our stuff mm -hmm. without our permissions, right? Like obviously the lore was always protected. But like you, you can literally make Baldur's Gate five, which is literally fifth edition through and through mm -hmm. and under the current OGL, that's perfectly legitimate. I can imagine why wizards might want a taste of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not unreasonable. Yeah. Um, well, especially with 1D&D &D incorporating a lot of basically everything that they've just outlined in right. that. Exactly. You know, it's. It yeah. Like they are moving to a digital first or, or at least a digital first class yes. uh, system with one D&D, &D, mm -hmm. of course they want to lock that down more. Yeah. What remains to be seen is whether they have any intention of applying whatever new OGL comes out for real, whether they have any intention of applying that back to 5e or not. And again, there's no indication that I've seen from anyone that that has been said. Mm. All that I've seen is moving forward, they want to be more strict about this. Mm -hmm. They may not give a damn if you still make fifth edition stuff that falls outside of the OGL because to them, that's old news. Um, so, so like that's a very important thing that people need to understand is that 
they can move forward with one D&D with a new OGL and keep the old one for the SRD5. It's only if they publish a new SRD that they can invalidate the old licenses. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people have also been arguing about saying like, no, they can't invalidate it. Like they can't, well, they, they can't invalidate it, but they, the wording is something along the lines of uh, not authorized anymore. Yeah. And people are like, well, you already published it, so you can't go back on your work, which is ridiculous. I mean, have That'd you be- ever updated iTunes? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. of course you can. Don't be stupid. Three times a week. <laughs> um, so so what people don't understand, and, and it's understandable that they don't get this because legalese is hard. Um, there's a couple things in the in the OGL that has people tripping up. One of them is the perpetual license, uh, which by the way, is a perpetual license. What all perpetual means is that it, it doesn't have an end date. It doesn't mean it can't be revoked or mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. It means it doesn't have an end date, a fixed end date. The other thing that people don't understand is that just because they published the OGL 1.0A is the current version, doesn't and, and the SRD5 that references it, doesn't mean that they can't update those documents because the act of the licensing occurs when you publish. When I, today, if I publish a new D&D module, Wizards has said, we, we're cool with you doing this under these, so as long as I follow the things in the OGL, they have blanket agreed to agree to that license. Mm-hmm. All they would be doing with the new one is saying, hey, we're no longer blanket agreeing to this. This is our new set of terms. If you follow these, we agree. Otherwise, we don't. That's perfectly fine. They can change their mind. They can update that license. What they can't do is retract old ones. So, well, I mean, with the exception of possibly revoking them. But like if you published a book three years ago or even today, then you're locked in on the, on that. That is your license. They would have to actively revoke it to, mm-hmm. to change it. But that doesn't mean they have to always agree to new ones forever. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not locked in for the next millennia to this fucking OGL yeah. 108. No. Yeah. Uh, and people seem very confused about that. Uh, so uh, those are the two important distinctions. It's like when they release this moving forward, they absolutely can if they want. There's no evidence that they're going to do it for 5e yet. They're they're definitely going to do something for one D and D. They've said they're going to change it for one D and D. Um, and I would say everybody should pretty much relax and wait until they actually release the damn yeah. thing. I mean, wait, yeah, it's obviously still a living document. Like they yeah. can easily make changes. Yeah. And- um, I mean, what you were saying initially about uh, you feeling that they leaked it with. Uh, with a lot of this backlash, whether it be, you know, yay or nay, you know, in any event. But if they look at a lot of this and they're just like, shit, maybe we're going to do this, this and this instead, you know, like just kind of backtrack on a few things here and there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I would, again, like my expectation of this is that one of two things happened. Either they leaked it intentionally get feedback or somebody at the company saw this version of it and was like, oh shit, this, this will piss people off. I'm going to leak it. Uh, which I mean, happens more than you'd hope. Um, this is bullshit. Right. <laughs> I got to take my ball and go home. God damn it. Um, so if, if that's the case, like, like I said, like this could easily have just been like, Hey, lawyer number 42, take a look at this draft and let me know what you think. And their answer may have been like, God, no, let's strike these five mm-hmm. paragraphs. Right. Yeah. Um, plus we don't know. Plus didn't it say someplace that the, the document was from like sometime in December? Yeah. 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 Before Christmas. Yeah. So like even in the last week before it was leaked. They could have made significant changes to it. Absolutely. Like until it is live and they have released it, I'm not going to read too much into it. No. And to be fair, this article was published on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon. So, yeah, they're probably just reporting it. Yeah, well, and and the specific article, the specific article that you're referencing, yeah. uh, they actually did a fairly balanced look mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a great article. Like I said, if you're curious, definitely check it out on Gizmondo. The rest of the internet has not been very reasonable. <laughs> about no, it. no, <laughs> they just hit the panic button and kept smacking it. Yeah, uh, and and helped along by YouTubers who have been doing clickbaity t- titles and and all the th- like. I've seen so many things that's like. 
OGL, not free anymore. And it's like, fuck off. Like, yeah. it, for 99.999% of people that use it, yes, it is. Nothing's changed. Piss off. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that people seem to be really worked up about is the fact that it's so much longer than the current one. But I'm like, yeah, welcome to contracts in, you know, 2023 yeah. instead of... 20, 2000, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, they're longer. I can't remember what that breakdown was, but it was like, what, 90 to 900? No, something? it was 900, 900 to 9,000. 9,000, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> like that, yeah. yeah. But like, again, it was an entirely different world in the year 2000 in the world of D&D. Yeah. Things have changed yeah. significantly. I, I I bet half of it is literally just itemizing and re-itemizing and re-itemizing the things that you're not allowed to do. You know, NFTs, TikTok dances that are so, you know, wizard sponsored or whatever. Like they're they're going to have a ton of language about that kind of stuff mm -hmm. just to you have to reiterate stuff like that in a, in a license. You have to in every section, you have to like say if there are exceptions or there aren't and everything else. Like I've read a lot of licenses. I've even been part of writing a couple of licenses and uh, they're not short. All this really means is the original one was probably way too damn short. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyways, I, I think it's super overblown. Uh, but the Gizmodo, uh, it was Gizmodo, right? Gizmondo, yeah. Gizmondo. Uh, or yeah. Gizmodo, sorry. Yeah. Okay. You I was going right. to say. Uh, they, uh, that was a good article. I think it's fairly balanced. The rest of the internet that I've seen, most of it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, it, Kickstarter too was another thing uh, referenced in this, and it looks like the new OLG is going to favor uh, developers using Kickstarter over their own independent thing. Uh, a quote from it here says, if your licensed work is crowdfunded or sold via any platform other than Kickstarter, you will pay a 25% royalty on qualifying revenue. This is for expert tier, uh, expert tier to 750,000, yeah. I think. Um, and if your licensed work is crowdfunded on Kickstarter, our preferred crowdfunding platform, you will only pay a 20% royalty on qualifying revenue. Um, apparently they even from, uh, there's a quote here uh, from John Ritter, director of games at Kickstarter. Uh, he said on Twitter that quote, Kickstarter was contacted as after Wizards decided to make OGL changes. So we felt the best move was to advocate for creators, which we did manage to get lower percentage plus more being discussed. No hidden benefits, no financial kickbacks for Kickstarter. This is their license, not ours, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's there's a few things that are happening here. One, obviously, Wizards of the Coast is abandoning the original goal of the OGL because the original goal of the OGL, to be perfectly clear, was that they were writing a a license that other gaming companies could use. It, it was basically them creating the GNU public license for gaming. That was the original goal. So of course it's gonna it's not gonna include a lot of stuff because it's meant to be broad. I'm pretty clearly the new one is not that. The new one is specific to War Wizards of the Coast. It will probably all of the stuff that was called out in the SRD, like all of the the intellectual property and, and all of that stuff, that's probably been migrated into the actual OGL mm. because I'm pretty sure nobody is going to, like, I'm pretty sure they're not intending to make this usable by other people if they're restricting, you know, what crowdfunding platforms you can use and, and whether you can post TikTok stuff. And like, clearly they've gone from, here's a gaming license anyone can use to mm -hmm. like, here is our gaming license. Yeah. And of course it's going to get longer when they do that. Yeah. So. And more restrictive because it was already more restrict. Like the SRD already outlines more restrictions mm -hmm. than the OGL did. So yeah. Anyways, I mean it's perfectly reasonable. It seems to line up with, I guess, probably what the video game industry and every other industry has at this point now too. Like, yeah, I mean, if yeah. anyone reads the terms of service for any of the software that they use, I no, think I'm they'll willing be... to be part of the Sentai <laughs> pad. Uh, I think they would be horrified by what's in there. So I I don't think this is anything crazy. And honestly, the fact that they set the the bar for royalties at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, like they are giving you room to grow before they. Yeah. they dip yeah. their toes in at all. I imagine there was probably some lawyers that aren't part of the scene at all being like, oh, we should put it at this much lower point. And Wizards is like, no, we want this to still remain a community. Yeah. 
uh, you know, big welcoming, like everyone dip your toe in and, and experience things the way you want to type yeah. community. So, yeah. And, and meanwhile, also when the next ACK Inc happens, let's maybe get a taste of it instead of having to specifically partner with them exactly. in order to get something. I was yep. going to say, do you, do you think that maybe something like this, uh, tightening their grip per se on all of these live this new uh ogl is kind of like wizard's way of probably scouting or looking at potential creators to bring into the fold to like develop official stuff oh absolutely that's <laughs> that's literally why i think they set the lower bar at fifty thousand is so that people were contractually obligated mm-hmm. to tell wizards that they were succeeding like yeah. i mean what better way to find people than to force them to let you know that, that they're they making exist. money on your yeah. product yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's an excellent recruitment method, I guess. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can call it shady and everything else, and, and it's a little annoying for those people, but like, god damn, that's a good recruitment tool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what that, that portion of it is doing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 100% confident. So. so basically what we're saying is we are not panicking or in complete disgust about it? No, I... I if they update the SRD5 mm-hmm. to restrict it, that I would consider a bit of a shady, like not even shady. I would consider that a shitty thing to do. Yep. I'm, I'll be a little surprised if they do. Mm-hmm. I won't be shocked because maintaining one license is easier than two. Uh, but I will be at least a little surprised if the fifth edition does not continue under the existing OGL and only one D&D moves on to the new one. Mm-hmm. So, also, and, and if that's what they do, then more power to them. Like, great. Good job, guys. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah, I also whatever. hope this doesn't affect a lot of those, uh, like Foundry and VTT. I hope it doesn't affect them in any adverse way, like any ill way. It, it will. Yeah. Uh, for, well, for one D&D. Again, yeah. if they don't backport this to 5e, mm-hmm. then those will continue as they are. Yeah. They yeah. just won't exist for one D&D. But then again, given what they're doing with the the digital version of it of course wizards doesn't want those to yeah. exist yeah. yeah yeah and even in like with the the video game stuff because it's, with the exception of maybe the early access baldur's gate 3 that's going to take forever to probably finish um the only other i think official D game that was released within the past couple of years was that uh dark alliance game that had uh dritz and all of the characters yeah. from and it perform poorly so much so that i i read somewhere that wizards have basically just stopped a bunch of games that they had in development because of because of stuff like that yeah i mean that doesn't surprise me at all things like uh diablo 3 are close enough or diablo 4 in this case are close Mm -hmm. enough to you know gamified dungeon dragons uh video gamified dungeon and dragons that Mm -hmm. uh you know and they've they've got a massive audio studio behind them, so they're gonna do better. Yep. That it's, so it doesn't surprise me that they're leaning away from that. Yeah, and like they already have um, Neverwinter, which yeah. is a big yeah. you know live service game that's been going on for years, and there's still a pretty active community in there. So if they're smart, they'll get the next Elder Scrolls to be set in Faerun. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, if I'm Wizards, that's who I want to, like, do a D&D game. It's right? like, hey, Bethesda, here's the Sword Coast. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'd be working I on. Mean, Come on. I feel as if that would almost be better than any of the uh, campaign books that they would put out for, like, physical tabletop D&D. For sure. No. they they. I mean, I'm sure they've talked before, and I'm sure that it's just not something they're ready to do. But mm-hmm. um, By the way, we're Bethesda, and I want you to know that after our game's released, it's going to take approximately 6 to 12 months to fully get the game working properly. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I did want to mention that I almost forgot to about all of the OGL and everything else is um, something else that people aren't grokking in all of this. Grokking? You've never heard the term? No. <laughs> Fellow sci-fi fans, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, let me know in the comments if you know what grokking, where where it comes from. Yeah, grok out, hell yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> means means understand uh understanding uh, off so so one thing that uh that's important to understand is that this is consider 
what they're posting, what what what's been leaked, consider that, assuming it's legitimate, consider that the absolute worst terms that you can ever get yep. on a Wizards related product. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can't get a better deal. It doesn't mean that Critical Role will actually be paying these royalties because God knows Critical Role brings in a lot of money for Wizards. So like they may well get a completely royalty-free license still because they're big enough and everything else. Well, they, what this means is that if you get to that size and say like, screw you, wizards, I hate you, that's what you're going to be paying. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah. And it's a pretty good worst case scenario. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're getting um, to that point, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, really? You don't want to be a part of us? Mm, well, 25%. Right, like that. That seems pretty reasonable. To like, I mean, Twitch streamers get worse deals than that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, come on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think the whole thing is overblown. Uh, but I am very curious to see what happens with the fifth edition rules mm -hmm. and see if they actually apply it to the SRD five. Because that, I think, if they do that, then people have at least a reason to be pissed off. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, definitely starting out the year with a bang if this all goes through, eh? Yeah, well, like, so so the other half of all this is that I'm hoping that if they're actually getting ready to release this, that it means that we're going to start getting a lot more one D&D content coming yes. up. Yes. Because that's that goes live soon, doesn't it? Or is it live already? Uh, I don't know. I think they're still playtesting stuff because there was yeah. a survey that came out at the end of December, I remember. Yeah, it's it's not live yet. Uh, there's an argument of of when a new D and D set goes live, uh, but like you can play parts of one D and D now. Mm -hmm. I will consider it having gone truly live when the new digital, uh, which I actually forget what it's called now, uh, but the the actual video game version of it when that is released, at least oh. in like alpha that mm. you can play, mm -hmm. that's when I will consider it. The like combo. miniature map and all that stuff. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. I forget what they called yeah. it, but yeah, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. When that's out, because I think a lot of people have mentally wed one D and D and that, even though they're separate. Uh, I think a lot of people have wed those two in their mind. Mm -hmm. When those are, when everything's available, I think that's when I'll sort of consider it well and truly live. But they were saying 2023 for mm -hmm. at least the preview versions of that. So yep. it should be soon. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. So uh, how was everybody's New Year's? That's what I want to know because our New Year's, I thought we had a great New Year's. We finally played through the Wonder Book. Damn right. My God, that was fun. Yeah. That I didn't, was so fun. When we sat down to play it, I hadn't anticipated playing all six chapters of it that night. Yeah. We played all six chapters. Yeah. 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 We, we started from square one and we played through the entire game. Mm -hmm. And we saw all the secrets and all the wonderful pop-ups. And I mean, I got to say, when you when you fold back the, the center, that was pretty yeah. epic. That, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That was so amazing. Yep. And... uh I'm going to say it right now. Uh, if you're playing the game, I can't remember the character's name. Uh, she wore the boxing gloves. I called her Lana. mama said, I called her mama said, knock you out. Yeah. Or Laura. Laura. Either way. <laughs> she probably, she has one of the best moves to use in that game. And it's called tug. Oh God. Yeah. That was so and, overpowered. Oh my God. It, so when you, basically when your character, this character goes into a spot of an enemy, you can, as an action, pull it to another square and it takes one damage, which would not render them unconscious. Yeah. But then you have three actions. So if you use another action and tug them to another square, you can kill them outright. Yeah. Oh my God. I use this move all the freaking time. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a particularly powerful one because uh, it didn't require any of the shards or anything yeah. else. So, yeah. Uh, for anyone who's curious, it is called Wonder Book and uh, it's, it's awesome. It's a fun game. It's it's one of those games that um, I don't know how much replay replayability it has for mm -hmm. a group, but I think as an individual playing with other players, it's got lots because you yeah. can just kind of leave the decision making up to them. Yeah. yeah, and I think if you're playing as a different character, it makes you think in a different way too. Yes, yeah, the mechanics the way, yes, I think have replayability. Yeah, because like playing Chad's character was a heck of a lot different than playing your character and playing yes. mine and Danielle's. So yes, and there are, I mean. I think the game was plagued a little bit by false choices. Everything kind of led to the exact yeah, same outcome. That, was, that yeah. was frustrating. Uh, but I don't think that, like, as much as that was kind of like, oh, that's dumb. At the same time, like, 
Of course it did. It's yeah. a pop-up book. It kind of yeah. has to guide you to the same spot. Yeah. So We ran into uh, the one instance there where uh, for some reason or another, whenever we would start, we would start uh, one goal. And when you reach that goal and there was like a bunch of enemies still on the table, but you've reached the goal and then you read Ooh. on and then they start the next phase of battle, but the enemies all go first. So yes. if, if you, and we're word of warning, if you play this game and you get to a part you're about to reach the goal, but you have enemies on the field, kill the enemies. <laughs> yes, that was that seemed like a balance problem because it, yeah. it was one of those Whoa. things where the player's turn, the player's round ended hard. Like you, it wasn't like finish out your turns. It was like you're done. And then the first thing that happened when you came back from like the cut scene is uh, the you enemies go. in the face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... No, that doesn't seem quite fair, but okay. Uh, but what I will say is um, to the replayability, I can guarantee that if you crack that bad boy open with some new guests, they will squeal like children. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. And yeah. it's, one, it's one of those things where I think if we did play it again, it would have to be like six months later or something, just far enough out that like you forget certain things in it you know what i mean well for the same group yes yes yeah, yeah. if, if mm -hmm. the four of us were to try and play it again like we're not going to go through it again soon yeah because when we when we got back and we initially played the first chapter uh we made a lot of mistakes just in that first chapter and when yeah. we played it again we didn't remember any of it and we made the exact same mistakes yes. <laughs> yeah Fun funnily enough i was like oh i remember the door has something to do with that and then i'm just like i'll open the door arrows to the face <laughs> oh. Oh. okay arrowed so but yeah wonderbook uh was really the only game that we really got through on new year's right. um it was long. Yeah. It, it was six chapters at like an hour plus a piece yeah, yeah. so it was a long game uh, but well worth it. Super fun. And we finally got that ticked off the list. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely a awesome purchase. And then like you, like you were saying, seeing that, that, that board just evolve yeah. and change and like, yeah. man, like props, man, props to those developers of that game. Like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and some of the, without spoiling anything, there are some really uh, interesting mechanics that they've uh, built into it where you'll like use a certain feature of the board as like a die rolling or something mm -hmm. equivalent, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it was, it was pretty fun. cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Kudos awesome. to those guys. They did a great job on, on wonder book. Uh, highly recommend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to borrow it, uh, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come and get it. You though. have to come yeah. and get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what what any what have you guys been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing YouTube Shorts. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, did you want to say? Something? Uh, yeah, I will quickly say. So first of all, if anyone is here from the Shorts, uh, thanks for coming over and watching the main content. Yeah, uh, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, if anyone is here uh, for the main content and thinking like, oh, you bastard posting Shorts, uh, I mean, you got to play the game, YouTube. Wants us to post shorts, we're going to post shorts. I am doing a couple things to make it easier for people who don't want to see them. Uh, I'm not including them in the subscription feed when I post them. So they won't spam you. If you uh, open YouTube, you won't see like a, a hundred of them from us. Uh, but, uh, and if you go to our channel page, the top row is just the podcast videos, no shorts or anything else. So they're easy to dodge if you don't want to see them. But if you're here from the shorts, welcome. And uh, hopefully some people are finding them interesting. Yeah. So. And don't be gullible thinking that we're all wearing shorts. We're not wearing shorts. It's too damn cold. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm not in wearing In a couple months, we'll all. be wearing shorts. shorts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys will be wearing shorts. I'll still be cold. But that's true, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'm not. I don't wear pants for the podcast. You know this. Oh, right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah other than that i played a little bit of no man's sky uh a little bit more but i'm kind of at the yeah the you're point. saying you're getting a little bit burnt out on it i'm just kind of at the point that there's not that much to do other than like start getting cosmetics <laughs> <laughs> so we know how i feel about that um sounds yeah. like you should probably start playing grounded yep probably <laughs> 
Yep. Grounded is probably uh, the thing that I'll move to next. And also, I just need to find a couple of new games or play through some of the games that I have on Steam that, that I've too. never played. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, but also, I want to do more board game stuff. We're, we're going to get together more often to do board games because mm-hmm. I do feel like we've been... Uh, I mean, it's reasonable because video games are so easy to play, but... Uh, I feel like we've been leaning a lot more into the video game content as late than uh, than board games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have more to talk about on the board game front. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> Richard, help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should crack out Madeira as well. Oh, God, yeah. We got to do that. I think yeah. that'll be the next big one. I mean, I assume that it's just a case of, and this is how little I know, I like we bought it based on the box. Uh, pretty much. I yeah. mean, we, we saw bits of it at yeah, the convention. Philly, yeah. But we never actually went for a demo or anything. <clears throat> no, we've never seen it played. I don't no. really know what it is. Uh, it just looked awesome. But uh, I think I assume each session isn't only like an hour, an hour and a half sort of thing. So even if we have to play it over the next eight months, we should we should break it out and yep. start. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Should do an unboxing for that too. Yeah, you and your freaking unboxings. It's big and heavy, and I feel like it'll be cool stuff in there that people want to see. How many people are going to be able to afford that freaking game to begin with? I don't even remember what it cost, but it was two hundred dollars. Yeah, it was over yeah. that. Yeah, yeah we out with tax. Yeah, it was over two hundred dollars Canadian. So eight dollars US. What's the problem? <laughs> Touche. Uh, yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll do. I'll film the, uh, we, we will film the unboxing of it. Uh, and at some point we'll post it somewhere in yeah. some form. It probably won't be fancy or anything. It'll be lots of us just squealing. It'll we'll get problem. you to do all the heavy lifting and then you can spend the entire unboxing bitching about how heavy it is. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, honestly, it'll probably be a short is what it'll yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Madara, I'm looking forward to. And uh, Danielle got the new game Catastrophe, Catastrophe. which was yes. a yeah. Kickstarter that she did backed. Uh, I'm actually maybe maybe we'll even play that tonight, depending on we right. got to film two podcasts today because we're out of uh, we we burned our last one uh, over the holidays there. So damn we, you, we Mother Nature. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I haven't played much since we streamed, to be honest. Uh, just No Man's Sky, really. I've been keeping tabs on gaming news, but the biggest thing by far is the Wizards of the Mm -hmm. Coast thing, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I've been still dinking around with the Xbox and trying out some Game Pass stuff and, uh, going through uh, Jedi Fallen Order again because it was $6 and then ironically enough the PS Plus game for the month of January so mm-hmm. I've been playing through that again and I, en- I enjoy that game it's fun I like the story in it and uh, gameplay is really tight and um, I uh, picked up the Resident Evil 2 remake again on Xbox because it was also $10 so <laughs> I said what the hell I'll play through that again So for like the 10th time in the last 12 months when a game's good, a game's good, right? <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I did see. I I've only I only looked at it briefly, but uh, the one of the devs, one of the lead devs of uh, Vampire Survivors, did a interview oh. regarding why they made it free on mobile and and everything else. Uh, talking about, um, it sounds like basically it, it was a hedge against predatory. Uh, like other people like preying on people for monetization stuff, that makes which sense. I, I think is great. Like, I think that's yeah. a noble thing to do. Yeah. And also I think to some degree they felt like they had already kind of gotten their money's worth. Yeah. Uh, like they had already <laughs> made their money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that was interesting to see because you don't often see a company be like, Hey, we have a fucking popular game and we're just going to release it for free on the mm-hmm. iPhone. That's mm-hmm. very rare. And how popular was it? It was our Dice to Pixels game of the year for 2022. That's game how popular it was. of the year. Tentacle of the year. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny. I was I was editing uh, for to cut up for some shorts. I was looking back at the podcast that we had done uh, ranting about the game gaming awards show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we talked about like, uh, especially I talked about, yeah, we should like, publish criteria for categories and everything else yeah. and of course we did none of that this year but well, to be fair we we were pretty transparent that this year was going to be a yeah an off-the-cuff thing but uh it gave me a lot of ideas for what we should do and at how we should frame mm-hmm. any awards that we might do next year yeah. uh 
because we had some good discussion and then we didn't follow through with any of it. But again, we, we didn't intend to. Yeah, that was that was the beginning of December. Yeah. And we, I think we only had two weeks between then yeah. and there. We, yeah, we, we didn't really have time. There was no intention of following through for it this no. year. But for no. next year, I think we will put together a proper uh, – we'll put together rubrics and stuff like that. Yeah. And we will actually uh, let people see why we think certain games are, yeah. Yeah. are better yeah. than others. One thing that won't change is our insanely coveted rewards <laughs> or our rewards <laughs> – no, actually, you know what? I want to see if um, if I can take that one of those to like a trophy shop or something and get them to do like a, a chrome dip on it uh. and actually mount it to like a little karate trophy base and actually make that. Because I would love that to just be the joke that that is our award, but pretty it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So right we'll see. Um. Yeah, other than that, I, I don't know. There hasn't been all that much uh, craziness going on in the gaming world that I've seen. No. Uh, no. One one thing I'll bring up here, uh, and I've seen this on Kotaku, um, as much as we dump on PlayStation a lot, this actually kind of piqued my curiosity. Um, oh, yes. That. The, uh, okay. They're making a ultra-customizable controller for gamers with disabilities. Uh, oh. It's called Project Leonardo, and it looks really really cool like it definitely looks like something that would help uh gamers that have disabilities to help them uh still enjoy the hobby that they you know love so much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we'll i'll we'll reference the article in uh the credits down below but yeah it it definitely looks pretty snazzy here can you can you describe what the uh what the uh add-on type thing is what it looks like um so it's it looks like it has a like a little a stick controller that would rest under the palm of your hand, but then there's a circle, a circular uh, mount that has all of the button components from like your dual sense. So your square, your X, your L2, R2, all within fingers reach. So I guess it's, you, I, you could probably, I guess, use either your hands or um, your feet if necessary. I'm but, going to use nothing but my eyelids. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put that to the test. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something to check out. It's, it looks pretty interesting mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. even if you don't need it yourself i think it's just kind of interesting to to look at it itself and uh yeah yeah it's just kind of neat yeah mm-hmm. i like that yeah well then they they seem to be building expandability into it like there are um there are they're basically headphone jacks but they look like they're specifically designed almost like guitar pedals almost like you'd have oh, like a side chain on yeah, in yeah, yeah. music mm-hmm. um it looks like they're doing something along those lines so that uh even more third-party customization can like add on to it. So I, I'm assuming here quite a bit based on what little I've seen of it, but it looks like basically you have sort of your your disc shape that you can mm-hmm. customize all the controls on. And then also there are essentially expansion ports that other companies can. So if you want a foot pedal, for instance, like theoretically, that's something that could connect to this. That's I fin- think that's the goal and that's super cool. That's I think that's fantastic. Great. And also would be interesting for uh, to see if people end up not uh, great for accessibility. And I think that's wonderful. Yes. I'm also wondering how many racers, uh, like racing setups are going oh, yeah. to use it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> right. thinking about that. I'm like, oh, it'd be so like, since for people that don't have a huge amount of mobility in their hands or arms, and if it can like just those very small muscle twitches, yep. like people that don't necessarily quote unquote need the accessibility options there, but take advantage of that to Which I think is great. Right? Yeah, I mean yeah, I, like I, that's just enhanced smart gaming in and way. and also one of the best things that you can do for accessibility, and this goes for the gaming industry and everything else, one of the best things you can do is make a product that solves accessibility problems, but that will be used by people that don't need it, because that increases the scale of your sales, which means that you can uh, like if they just spend a billion dollars, hopefully it's not that much, yeah. but if they spend a billion dollars creating this, uh, then they have to sell it for a massive amount of money. Mm-hmm. But if they can sell it to everyone who has a racing setup, everyone who has a, like a flight sim setup, everything, mm-hmm. then suddenly that price can come down considerably. So, so yeah. it's it's not just saying like, oh, other people are going to use it. That's actually a positive thing for yes. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Everyone wins. Exactly. Hell yeah. Uh, have you bought your Teslas to play Steam games on yet? I have three on the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new gaming computer. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, battery backup is great on those, but uh, otherwise a little expensive. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have played with the Steam Deck. You know what? I checked out the best games of St- for Steam Deck. I checked out that list and mm-hmm. very few of them appealed to me. That doesn't surprise. No, I'm pretty picky about games. Yeah. I'm a jerk. Well, no, and just, I mean, like, in terms of the ones that they're going to promote the most. Yeah. 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 They're always going to be the big sellers, but yeah. yeah. You know what I, I actually, going back to a, a topic that we haven't talked about in a long time. Sorry, if you had something, I'll, I'll shut up. But um, we had talked about the rise of the Android, uh, like the the almost like Steam Deck uh, knockoffs. Oh, yeah, we were, there was, where were we looking? Was it on... It was the, on Amazon. That the, that. the the Logitech one. Yeah. 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 I I was I think I predicted when we talked about that. I think I predicted that we would see like a whole bunch more coming yeah. up. I haven't really. I I there was a flurry of them. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of died, died off. off. And I haven't seen like I was expecting everybody was going to come out of the woodwork with their own version of it. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't really materialized, which no. is interesting. I'm yeah. wondering if uh, the few that did sort of do pre-orders or whatever just didn't do very well. Probably not. Well, that and just how accessible it is to get a Steam Deck now. That probably played yeah. into it. Yeah, it's the not, fact it, that you can actually get one now. Yeah, it's not like before where it was, It was. it's it's like a PlayStation 5, you know, like, oh, I got a Steam Deck. <laughs> no, you didn't. You know, yeah. it's like the snuffle up, guess or something. Right? Yeah, plus with like the actual adapters for your phones themselves, like Backbone and all, anything yeah. like that, like you could just, you could get one of those Logitech things or anything else that's similar to that. Or you could spend $150 and just get an adapter for your phone itself. So Yeah, and we had talked about that uh, when we when we originally chatted about this. And I, I agree. Like, I think that in the long term, that sort of thing is going to win out anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've just been a little surprised that, like, I legitimately thought we'd see 20 of them by now. Yeah. And there's really just the handful that sort of came out all around each other and then kind of died off. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure AliExpress is full of them, but like I haven't seen any, uh, like I haven't seen too many of the players that I expected to come out with. We're doing it too. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So that was surprising to me. Yeah. I I feel like you just don't hear about them in general at all, really. Yeah. Too, too much. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, With the huge library of games that Steam and Valve have, the Steam Deck, I'm going to predict it. Like that thing's going to be taken over the handheld market. I think Nintendo's days are numbered. Well, yeah. we were talking about that the other week as well, where um, I don't I don't think Nintendo cares. No. Uh, no. I think they're fine with that as long as they can sell their Nintendo gaming service on mm-hmm. the Steam Deck. Yeah, Nintendo. We'll be talking about you next time. Yep. <laughs> Later tonight, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Sarah's going to rant about that for a change. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah. I, I think we can probably uh, wrap it up there. Then we're going to we're gonna eat some food. And then, of course, for you, it'll be a week. But we're going to be back uh, filming again in like an hour and a half, two hours. So we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. First one of the year. Sarah, take us out. Like and subscribe. <laughs> You always pop it on me and then I'm like, ah, I'm surprised it's not I forgot all the head. words. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And, and we love you. And yeah, we love oh, you. Oh, and tell three friends. Or four. Or seven. <gasps> check us out on Discord. Yeah. That too. Yeah, check us out there. You're the best. We love you. <laughs>